The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, and, you know, that's not what we learn in our society. In our society, women and men are taught to be, you know... Almost adversarial. Almost adversarial, for sure. Adversarial, not partners, not one. We are not taught to be one with each other. We're taught to like, he's doing this to me. And I talk to women all the time where they have this story of like, he's doing this to me and I'm a victim of it all. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. This after I shot the podcast, and I'm going to just let you know right now, this one is one that will actually transform your marriage. The tips that Yana and Rick provide in this podcast, I've been searching for for years. Just to give you a little bit about them, Yana Gilday Montez is an international marriage coach on a mission to create a new paradigm for marriages all over the world. Her unique approach combines over 15 years of training along with her experiences from her own marriage. Her commitment is to support women in rediscovering connection and fulfillment in their marriage by healing the past, creating a strong vision, and and practicing loving and heart-centered communication where they honor themselves and their partner. Rick is a transformational coach and the creator, creator of several transformational programs, including the curriculum for a mentorship program with a nonprofit organization, and the Transform Your Marriage curriculum with his wife, Yana, which is a program that supports couples in creating a new paradigm for a conscious marriage. Rick is currently launching Fire for Life, a human accelerator program where he supports men in bringing about a permanent shift to live life from the heart with purpose and power. Additionally, he is the co-host of the Unstoppable Man Project, which is coming out soon. And that's a project, a podcast as well. Links are in the show notes below. So definitely check them out. This is such a good listen. Just thank you both so much for joining me. Let's go ahead and get started into how you got started with your coaching business. Yeah, thank you so much for for asking. Um, I can start sharing. So for me, you know, I worked with women for, gosh, 18 plus years. And I actually used to do hair and makeup and I used to work with brides. And 
it was wonderful, but one of the things that I really saw when brides were, you know, in this place of getting married is how their ideas of what marriage is was so you know, misaligned with what it actually is. And I saw that especially after I got married and I had some kids and I realized that it is not as easy and, you know, like as wonderful as we imagine it to be um, before we get married. So when I, well, I can go into all the story of it, but I'm not going to, but when I chose to transition in my career and um, I really got that, you know, why I love working with women is really to make a difference for them and to really inspire them and to get connected to them and to help them. Um, that's, you know, what led me to the path of coaching them and especially in their marriages, because one of the areas for me in my life that I feel like I have transformed completely was my marriage. And you know, when I look at my life and the the thing that I hit a lot of roadblocks in was in my relationship to Rick. And, you know, I, I felt like because I have achieved, or I should say I have mastered a relationship with him that is so incredible that I can really help other women um, do the same. And, um, and that's kind of how I, you know, started on that path of coaching women in relationships. And, um, and yeah, and Rick and I co-wrote a program for couples, and then it just started evolving and unfolding after that. Um, but yeah, that, that's my path. What about you? Honey? My you path is different than Yana's. Yeah, Yana, Yana, like she said, she had always been called to making a difference for women. Like even when she was doing, what she didn't mention was even when she was doing makeup she was doing it at a very high level she was working with nbc and a bunch of different you know um high profile companies like that right and then um she was like you know what i kind of like it's kind of shallow for me like i dig it and everything but i needed to do something else so she started her own company and when she started her own company she started doing volunteer work for girls who were in their teens and she started doing makeup for them if they were in like you know um who are those kinds of homes called where like they're basically in foster homes right mm -hmm. But so she would go and volunteer for and 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 do makeup for them and for prom or whatever it was, right? And so she really started to see, wow, I really like making a difference in volunteering. Um, for me, I wasn't like that. I was in my career at NBC Universal for 20 years, and I I really had fun doing my work. I was a producer and I was a director, and I had you know gotten the Emmy nominations and I won and I did documentaries and I just had a lot of fun with that work. Um, and I was making money and, you know, we got married and we had a great house and cars and this whole like kind of like American dream kind of life. But it was there was something about it that was fundamentally missing for me. Like there was a hollowness to it. That even though I loved my family and I could provide for them and, you know, we had sort of, you know, we checked a lot of different boxes. I wasn't making a difference for people in the way that I feel my spirit was called to. And so. About a year, I don't know when this was, I'm going to say like uh, 2013 or so. We had started, by the way, um, I'll preface this by saying we had started doing participating in transformational work in 2005. Mm -hmm. So in the transformational work, 
in that world, we really like just went all in and did like curriculum after curriculum and classes and seminars and all said and done, we've done literally thousands of hours of transformational training. Yeah. Retreats and neuro-linguistic programming stuff. And we just went all in on that stuff. Plant medicine ceremonies. I mean, like literally you name it and we've done it and like grown. Just to develop on all kinds of fronts. Right. And then, um, 2013 came around and I told Jana, um, I said, you know, I really want to leave the company and I want to go do something. And I said, so let's create, I want to create getting laid off from the company, believe it or not. And I, so I laid off, I, I created like, literally like we saved money. I converted our garage into a studio because I knew I was going to work from there. And, you know, and I was like, the layoff is going to happen in mid October. And, you know, and literally October 14th, I got laid off after being with the company for 20 years. Right. And so we were like, well, are we going to go for it? And we're like, yeah, let's go for it. Like we're going to chase the dream here, right? <laughs> and so I started in on creating this business that I thought was going to be this like multi-gajillion dollar business, right? Because that's how I had it. Like everything I was going to do, it was going to turn into gold. And I followed my ego down a path that led me to my heart. And when I got to that place, it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not a primrose laden path. It's a path where you really face your, I faced my demons. I faced my, like everything that was holding me back from stepping into who I really am and what I'm really for. And sometimes I think that we have to go down a path where we pursue this carrot to find out that that's not really what, what was meant for me. What was meant for me was to, you know, come over to this other side and just stand in making a difference for people and letting my heart guide me down a path that I'd never been down before. So fast forward to now and now we're coaching and you know i supported her in creating a coaching business and i'm coaching men and i'm about to launch a podcast and it's just been a it's just been a a really interesting ride to get to this place where it's really here to serve i thank you for all of that there's so many tidbits that i can honestly pull from that and i relate to um what you said a lot rick when it comes to following your ego and then it leads you to your heart. I, um, when I was, we evacuated from Hurricane Michael in 2018 and we lost 80% of our belongings. And so when we got relocated to this area, I felt the need to um, just work, work, work. And that's the type of life that I created. So I really, I, I see what you're saying because then I went and volunteered in the Bahamas and I saw that I had more quality of life doing manual labor, making no money, um, using a porter potty on an island that had been, you know, completely devastated. Then I did back home, you know, because I had created something that I didn't like. So I really, I really understand that. And I love that you, mm-hmm. you had that time to turn around and look in the dirty mirror is what I call it. And really like be real with you. Yeah. And then find out what you're supposed to do. And, you know, of course, all of the additional training and stuff like that you've been through that that's awesome. Like I, I love people that are continuously learning and growing. So thank you again so much for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What are some of the things that you find most common with people that are first getting married? Like when you were doing makeup, for instance, what some of those thoughts were, Yana, that the wives had about marriage? Mm. 
Yeah, I think as women, you know, we inherit this belief like once we get married or we find a partner, all of our dreams are going to somehow be a reality and that's it, you know? <laughs> that's like the end of the journey or the path. And we we learn this I think from when we were little girls. Like that is the goal. You find the one, you get married, you have some babies, you buy a house, whatever, you know, that part of a dream is, and, and you live happily ever after. And when I was, you know, working with these women and in, myself included, you know, we believed this to be true. And when you actually go through that and you realize that, no, like that is not what a marriage is. And when we have that expectation and when we're attached to that expectation, you're going to be very disappointed, myself included, in that. And even when, you know, it was the first year that Rick and I got married and, you know, we had a good relationship, but it was a lot of disappointments, a lot of stuff that I didn't expect to, to really deal with that was coming up. So, um, so I would say, you know, it's this, this vision, this like rainbow and butterfly kind of a picture that we have in our heads. And we are, you know, not really related to the reality of what marriage really is and what partnership sure. really is. And it's such a big um, disconnect for especially, I think, a lot of women that I'm really a stand for like teaching women, well, how do you actually be in a relationship and how do you redefine um, what, you know, what a marriage is for you, not based on that inherited view, not based on what you learned it should be, but based on what is in your heart and what you really want for yourself in your life. Um, so that's, you know, that's what I, stand for and that's what the whole program that we teach is about so i hope that answers the question yeah that honestly that kind of leads me into you mentioned before conscious marriage mm -hmm. so what exactly is a conscious marriage mm. do you want to touch on that or you want me to yeah i think to be conscious in a marriage i think is to be conscious of what Jan is initially pointing at is that what we inherited in terms of the marriage paradigm, right? So what we learned is possible in a marriage and what we learned from, you know, parents, from extended family, from friends, from, you know, our culture and society. When you distinguish that paradigm as not supporting what you're committed to creating, right? Because you inherit it and then we like go through our, you know, automatic way of being and operating inside of that inherited paradigm. But when you distinguish it and you're like, hey, wait a minute, this is actually not what I want. I want to create something else. I want to do something else. And then so being conscious in a conscious marriage is being responsible for what you're creating as marriage, mm -hmm. as partnership, as team, whatever that is for you. Right. Because when you're responsible for what you're creating in a marriage, at that point, what happens in the marriage isn't happening to you anymore. On some level, it happens for you 
And your work as a partner is to figure out how it's for you and how you're responsible and what you can do about it. And inside of that dynamic, you begin to do other things like how do you support your partner in winning? Because you really do get that this team that we're on, this partnership that we're on, the only way we win is if one another wins. Like I can't, I can't be in this marriage and only Rick has his life that he wants and I'm 100 and I'm all good. And then she's over here tripping and suffering because she's not doing what it is that lights her up in her life, right? And she's doing too much or she's spent because she's not only taking care of the kids, she's working or she's putting together a business. And at the end of the day, now she's got dinner and all the other stuff, right? And I, I, can't, I cannot be in a relationship with a woman who's at the effect of this and at the same time point my finger at her and be like, well, that's all on you because it's not. It's a partnership. So I got to make sure she wins. Mm-hmm. And if she wins, I get to win. And for her, it's the same thing. Yeah, I have to win for her, for us to win. And I think ultimately, I know it's a little bit long-winded, but ultimately I think that all points to what a conscious marriage is. Yeah, and you know, that's not what we learn in our society. In our society, women and men are taught to be, you know... Almost adversarial. Almost adversarial, for sure. Adversarial, not partners, not one. We are not Mm -hmm. taught to be one with each other. We're taught to like, he's doing this to me. And I talk to women all the time where they have this story of like, he's doing this to me and I'm a victim of it all. Yeah. And you know, that's not what we learn in our society. In our society, women and men are taught to be, you know, almost adversarial, adversarial, for sure. Adversarial, not partners, not one. We are not taught to be one with each other. We're taught to like, he's doing this to me. And I talk to women all the time where they have this story of like, he's doing this to me and I'm a victim of it all and how you are responsible for creating that. So, you know, it's, it's, it all comes down to us taking responsibility for, for our stuff and, um, and what we're creating and what we're creating yeah. for sure. And I also wanted to add, you know, to me also conscious marriage is really us looking at every breakdown, every conflict and looking at that shadow self um, and, and the, you know, the stuff that happens and occurs in the marriage and looking at it in a perspective of how is this for me and how is this for my growth? And using the marriage and using the relationship as a vehicle for your own growth and development and evolution. And to me, that is truly a conscious marriage where it's not this like push-pull relationship, but it's 100% your relationship where you get to use it almost as like the best schooling, the best opportunity that you can for you to really master this thing called life, this thing called relationships, because it really is an opportunity. So that's how I see it also to add to what Rick said. Thank you so much for that, because I never honestly put thought to it at that way. I've been married for five and a half years, and I I say, I joke around a lot that I've ne- I didn't start acting right until year three. Um, and that's when we started doing like the personality test and stuff like that and really learning how to, you know, properly communicate the ways that we, we communicate and it's Mm -hmm. communications an ongoing thing as we grow and evolve. So that's something else that 
I, I mean, how I communicate with my husband now is completely different being that he's deployed, you know? Um, but you guys honestly have me so excited for when he returns because we get to, we do our goals together every year and, um, new year's time. And it's something that I'm, we consciously do, but there aren't other things that we consciously do to improve our marriage that now you make me excited to do those things because it made me think so much more like, okay, well, how do we want to, for instance, we don't have children yet. We will always joke around and say, Oh, well, how do we feel about this thing? Like women, girls wearing really short shorts or stuff like that, because we're, we're a little conservative um, when it comes to things like that. So well, whenever the questions come up, we ask each other, but I want to intentionally start seeing where we are on certain things more and that, you know, and it doesn't have to be like such future focused. And of course I, I love the whole talk, like dark shadow, looking at every single situation and every fight, every argument and seeing how you can improve upon that, what you need to learn from that. And it is, you know, really looking at it from a growth standpoint on, you know, growing together and fighting mm-hmm. for each other. I absolutely, I love that. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, so- for sure. It's funny because we <laughs> had the conversation before we had kids of girls wearing short shorts and it was like such a funny joke. It's not funny anymore because now we have two girls and one of them totally loves dressing <laughs> in short shorts. And we're like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is an opportunity for growth right here. For sure. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) I can definitely relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) The irony. That is so funny. Are you guys planners too? Are we planners? I, you know, I mean, I think in some ways we are, in some ways we're definitely not. We've learned, I think, to surrender to spirit and to just surrender because as much as we have planned our lives, you know, we've had so many turns and unexpected kind of um, unplanned things that have come up. So we have definitely learned to surrender, you know. Oh, You know, when I say planner, I, I need to specify a little more. I, I realize I've, I've graduated to the point that I realize that I have no control over any external things in my life. Okay. I've, I realize, you know, so I plan for other things. Like for instance, I'm turning 29 next month. And uh, by the time this comes out, it'll, uh, it will have been 29. And um, I, I did this little exercise where I thought about the five habits that I have to work on most, for instance, uh, and you know what my theme of the year is going to be. Only the things I plan out the things that I'm in control of. Everything else, I leave that to God because that ain't that's not my control, you know. But mm-hmm. I I get I definitely get that. So, what are some of the biggest roadblocks that you see people having in marriage? Uh, well, for me, I would say is that there's this. Well, I pointed to it earlier, that inherited paradigm, I think is a massive roadblock for people because you grow up thinking that you have a right to be a certain way in your marriage and you have an expectation of how your partner should be in that marriage. And then when your partner doesn't meet that expectation, you judge that partner and you make them wrong, right? And then you have a relatedness to your partner that is 
driven by this judgment of you have to meet this bar in my head. Otherwise, your shit ain't right, right? Like it's not the way it needs to be for me to be happy, right? And I think that's that's a massive block. I can't, I couldn't, I can't overstate that actually. Yeah. That kind of I need you to be this way so I can be happy mentality in a partnership, that shit is bankrupt. Yeah. For sure. And then I can go on to, you know, commitment. We can talk about commitment and whether or not there's like genuine commitment based on the kind of plan that you're talking about. Like, what does this look like? What's our commitment like together as a couple and as a family? Where are we going with this? We can talk about equality, right? Like, is, is he pulling as much as she is or vice versa? We can talk about like identifying yeah. our roles and are we clear about what our roles are going to be moving forward? We can talk about communication and are we communicating effectively? Because people think that just by saying what I think, that's communication. Like, I'm going to tell you what I think and I'm communicating and I'm doing it in a way where I'm really calm and I'm really clear and I'm selecting words that are really specific so that you're not triggered. And I can tell you clearly and powerfully, this is what I want and this is where I stand. And that's just not communication. Communication, I think, really is saying what you're saying in the way that you mean to say it by having, having it be received in the way you're intending for it to be received. And without that part, that's not communication. That's just you telling somebody what you think. Mm -hmm. And women, I think especially, we think we're such amazing communicators that we are like, you know, we wear our feelings on our sleeve. And I hear this all the time from women that are like, I'm always communicating. But my husband just shuts down and he doesn't communicate at all. And that is one of the biggest roadblocks is really you know, understanding, well, how do you communicate with a man, number one, because the differences between men and women are, are very different, the way we deal with stress, the way we listen, the way we communicate, like everything. And then, you know, like what Rick is saying, um, is really consciously communicating where you are responsible for the other person really getting what you have to say. Um, and, and there's a huge difference in, in, you know, just talking and then consciously actually communicating where you are moving forward and you are creating, you know, an intention and where you guys are both fulfilling on that intention together. So, and then another thing that I want to add um, is, you know, consistency and having accountability in a relationship is huge. I think that that's something, you know, couples don't do like we make promises and we say we're going to do something but really actually following through and having that accountability is really really big um and you know as you know being a coach it's big for an individual in creating the results that they want to create but it's the same for a couple it actually i think is more important for a couple if they are a unit and you know they are in partnership and they want to create certain results like better communication more intimacy more appreciation whatever that that is you also need accountability to actually fulfill on those results because on our own you know we're just going to go back into making each other wrong hiding out pretending not talking and then that really causes this gap and this like space between us where the re relationship is affected and impacted in a way that you know that that does more harm 
and um, where we feel more disconnected if we aren't, you know, for moving forward and fulfilling on what we really are up to fulfilling on. So, yeah. I think people have almost lost the art of really communicating with each other. Like I've seen so many couples, like they'll go, they'll keep doing the same thing for years and years and years. And they'll be together for five, six, seven years. But in like the first five minutes, like I'll, I'll watch and I'll see, you can tell how many people have actually worked on their relationships and who hasn't, or you know what I'm saying? If you've been around them for years and they're still arguing about the same little things, they're still Mm -hmm. having the same types of arguments. Maybe money might be different or stuff like that, or, you know, fighting over power, fighting over respect and not improving themselves. What you were just explaining just reminds me so much of those type of relationships Mm -hmm. because I, you know, and, and they need people like you guys and your programs because you offer so much help to actually, you know, transform their lives and transform mm-hmm. their marriages. Do you want to share like some marriage stories, success stories um, that you had with some of your clients? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was a question. Um, absolutely. Um, let's see. Do you want to, well, one of our, you know, couples that went through the program, one of the things, and it was so small, but at the same time, it was so big. Um they definitely fell into that pattern of just like making each other wrong about dumb things. Like literally when I say dumb, it was like, you know, she was constantly upset with him because she felt like he wasn't helping enough in the house. And anytime he would take a nap or, and mind you, like he worked night shifts and he would take a nap or he wouldn't spend time with the kids or whatever, like he was just decompressing, she would get upset with him. And she'd make up this whole like story about he didn't care about them. He didn't want to spend time with them. You know, he was not showing up. He wasn't helping her enough. I mean, there was like a list of stories and he was a great guy. You know, he was definitely committed to the marriage, but they didn't know how to actually communicate about like what they needed to fulfill on in order to, you know, take care of the house and, and just like to feel like they were on the same page. And when they went through our program, it was really cool because she started to get into his world and actually started to give him space to do all of those things because she really got like, oh, he's just working nights and he just needs, you know, to have time to rest and decompress. So she was able to communicate with him about that. And she they were able to, you know, just create time where he can do that. And then she was able to ask him for what she needed. And it was incredible because he just started showing up and he was like, let's go on a hike. Let's do things. How can I support you? And they started to really play as like these, you know, this team. And, um, and it's funny because like at the end of the program, she's like, Yana, I don't even remember like how I was in the beginning. Like, I just want him to, to rest. I want him to feel good. And he was you know, in the same place. He's like, I just want to help her and I want her to feel good. So sometimes it's all this stuff that's in our head 
that stands mm-hmm. in the way and that's a roadblock from us just you know getting to the other side he was i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. he 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 was in this place where and there's another story that i want to share i'll just share this really quickly he was in a place where he was like dude honestly i come home from fucking working graveyard and sometimes i do like double shifts and then i get home and she you know they had a three-year-old son who was recently diagnosed with autism at the time and so she's got her whole day right of whatever she's doing and then when he gets home she's like i just need a break can you just take the kids for a little bit and give me a break and he's like woman i was just up all night working and i do a lot of double shifts here so i just need to get some sleep right now right and so he was like i can't stand that i get home and i feel like i'm already being painted into a corner and this woman, all she does is ask me to do something. And I'm like, Yo, can't you just see that I just need to get some sleep first? And then maybe we could talk after that, right? So what was really great about his transformation was he got related to, I said, look, I get it. And do you get that what she's got going on is something that's really real for her? And you're not showing up in more ways than the ways that you're already showing up in and your family needs you. And I said, not only that, when you trip and you blow up and it's on her and you're making it like it's on her and you're doing that in front of your kids and your kids see that day after day after day after day after day, that becomes weeks, that becomes months, that becomes years. What kind of future do they get to live into because the example that you're setting, like what's possible for them? That shit blew him away because he really got related to his responsibility of showing up as the best person he can show up as not just for his wife, but for his children, so that in the future, when they grow up, they get to see an example of what's possible. And at the end of the course, at the end of the program, he was like, I want to acknowledge you because you didn't just make a difference for me and my family. You gave, you helped me give my kids a brand new future. Mm -hmm. And that was really fantastic for them to go through that and him, for him to end up in that place. Um, and there's a there, there's I want to say one because you've had you've had a couple of women go through this on their own, oh, yeah. like separated. Yeah. And then they got back together with their husbands. Yeah, for sure. Like they were separated when they started, like legit not living together. And then the program started and then they got back together and the husbands were like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And then the woman would be like, I cannot believe he came over here and asked if he can help with something or if he can do something or he acknowledged me and he thanked me. And like, those are the kinds of things that happen that have happened regularly in the program. And, you know, to add to that is when we're married, especially when we have children and we have house duties, we go into survival mode, like straight up, just surviving the day and whatever we have to do. And then we survive our partners and it's all based on survival. And what we really help people do is get out of the survival mode and bring some consciousness to you know what you really are committed to creating like why did you get married like why do you have a family and base and we call this in the program the big why so we really get people related to that big why and what i mean by related is like we have you really come from that place rather than the place of survival so, you know, it's really beautiful when you start coming from that, that place. That's a huge difference, too, because when you're talking about your why, there's so much abundance in that. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about survival, you are really, really talking about lack and yep. scarcity. Yep. 
and it's just completely different vibrational flows, you know? So that's, that's huge. One quick question, actually. Have you, have you dealt with any narcissists? We have a lot of people who think that, yeah, so I've coached men and she's coached women that think that their, their partners are narcissists, right? And so I would say that I'm not a doctor and neither is Jana, so we couldn't qualify whether or not they were, they were, you know, medically classified as narcissist or not. What I can say is that when, when you've got, uh, when you want to, when you have a view of your partner, right, and you want to pigeonhole them in some kind of way. They're a narcissist, they're this, they're that, whatever it is, right? You either have, you have one of two options. One is you can meet them where they're at because they've actually been medically diagnosed as something, right? And so now you know what to do to be responsible for that, right? Or two, you can use that diagnosis as an excuse to not be responsible. Because now you've got a reason that a whole lot of people would agree with you on. Well, you know, he went to the doctor and he's been, he's been diagnosed as a narcissist. So I don't have to be responsible for well, a relationship. You know, they're narcissists are just medical terms for assholes as a personality. <laughs> like, they're not really like, uh, and I feel like a lot of people have narcissistic tendencies. Of course. So I'm going to say that, like they're selfish, like for, so maybe I should use that. People that are all, that only think about themselves and they're completely inconsiderate of their partner or their partner's feelings. That's what I guess I really meant to ask. How, how do you handle people that are coming from that headspace, that it's all them, they only, they think everything is wrong with their partner mm-hmm. and they, they refuse to, you know, do the shadow work? Well, well I, I'm down to take this on because yeah, I've, I've, I know. I've yeah. talked to a lot of people who have that kind of view. Look. I think the way that you get people related to what's working and not working is by first having them get that. Are you in to have this work? Like, are you in this relationship to have it work? Like, do you have a vision of what working looks like? Do you have that? And are you up for playing that game? Right? So you can't get anybody to look at any other kind of reality if they're not willing to put skin in the game. Like your ass has to be on the line Mm -hmm. and you got to say, okay, this is the kind of relationship I want. All right, cool. Are you willing to be responsible to have that relationship? That's the next step. And they say, okay, let's assume that they say, yes, I'm willing to be responsible. Okay. Are you the person that's 100% responsible for your life? The way it is and the way it isn't, or is someone else responsible for how you get to live your life? Like, does somebody else put food in your mouth? Does somebody else brush your teeth? Is somebody else putting your shoes on and living in your skin? Or is this all you? And if it is all you, are you 100% responsible for your own joy, your own fulfillment? Or is it somebody else? Mm -hmm. And when you start having this kind of conversation with people and they really start getting related to, okay, wait, yeah, no, this is my life. I am responsible for it. Right. And where am I pointing the finger? And then they get to this place, right? Where they're like, yeah, but look, I am, but like that, this, this is bullshit what she did or like, how can she do that? Or he, that one comes up a lot, right? Like he can't, he can't talk to me that way. How can he yell at me? And then just be like, he, I made him do it. How can he yell at me and be like, I made him do it. Right. And so when you get powerfully related to that, you're 100% responsible for your life. 
right? Then there's a place where you start to get, oh, there is this place that I come from that my life is. Like I'm committed to being joyful in my life, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. That's it. So what do you need to do to be joyful? Are you going to blame him for being upset and suffering and, you know, sad or ups- whatever it is, resentful? Or are you going to get on the court and make a difference in this way? And then the conversation becomes about, well, how do I make a difference? What are the tactics? How do I get into that? Well, you got to get related to the impact. If you're constantly blaming somebody else for why your life sucks, fast forward on that shit. Fast forward 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. What's it like at the end to be right about why your life sucked and whose fault that was? People don't That's realize real. how important time is. Time and how, how we don't have it. Like we think we've got this, this thing and then it's before we know it, it's gone if we're not intentional about it. And mm-hmm. the life that we're living is never going to change unless we change. And I'm, I'm so big on living the life you want to live right in the moment and making the yeah. best out of every situation, counting your blessings. And that just goes right along with what you were saying because yeah, people have to realize. And what you said to that man to get him to see it from the other side for his kids, you know, it's like this, the life you're living is what you're living. It's, it's not, you can't make it up and be like, it's something else. Those are all we encounter. What we encounter most is thoughts anyway. So for we sure. think it some way, but it's the reality is not what it is. I think a lot of people are so disconnected from the reality of what their relationship actually is as well. And I love that you help people see that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the the most basic distinctions that I think we don't make in a relationship is that it's a choice. We think that, oh, you know, I got married and I said I do. And now I have to suffer through it. And now I have to take all the BS that my partner is, you know, dealing with and blah, blah, blah. Like we don't wake up and choose our marriage every day. And it really is a choice just because you signed some papers and said your I do's does not mean that you are a victim of your relationship. So if you are with a partner that's, you know, a jerk, is selfish, is whatever, a narcissist, you got to ask yourself, do I choose this partner the way he is or she is and the way he or she isn't? And if your answer is yes, then how do I choose it powerfully where I feel empowered in that choice? And if it's a no, then how do I choose that powerfully? Like, what do I need to do? So, you know, we always have that choice every single day. We're not, you know, at the effect of our marriage. And that's how most, especially I think women, we relate to it. Like, And men men too. Like we're victims of this thing called marriage or relationship and we can't do anything about it. And that's just not the truth. I I love that. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Where I have your, all your show notes linked below and that's mentioned in the intro. But just to let you listeners know, again, they are in the show notes below. Definitely check out Transform Your Marriage Coaching Program. Do you want to go a little bit deeper into the coaching program? Sure. Yeah, I, um, I can share about it. So um, so the coaching program, what's really unique about the program is that I work with the women in the program and Rick works with the men. One of the things that we have found, you know, couples experience when they go 
through marriage counseling is a lot of times the counselor or the therapist will take a biased view. And very often the men don't feel like they are heard and validated and they're turned off by going and getting help. Um, we really believe that every single person, you know, has to do their inner work and that, you know, everybody needs to have that space to do that work. So that's why, you know, I create a very safe space for the women to go through that inner work with other women. And Rick creates not a safe space because I don't think men need the safe space, but a space where they are are heard in a way and, and listened to in a way that holds them accountable for being that, you know, incredible man that, that they want to be for their families. Because underneath, you know, everything, I think all of us have this desire to really serve and to really like be the best version of ourselves for our family. Because if we do love our family, like that's what usually really pulls us through all of the stuff. So the coaching program is a six month coaching program where they go on a journey of doing that inner work, um, really clearing out all of the roadblocks, you know, some that we talked about and a lot of other stuff and um, getting kind of flat on what they want to create and what they really desire versus the stuff that they think they should have and they should, you know, fulfill on and everything that they learn. So we really go to work on distinguishing that. Then we go to work on creating their vision for their relationship and what they want to create for themselves um, powerfully. And then, you know, we really hold them accountable for creating that and go into the actions that are aligned with that why. And that's kind of like the last part of the program where they really get clear on like, what are um, realistic expectations that will not even realistic, but expectations that aren't just learned, but are ones that are aligned with that vision. You know, mm-hmm. who do I have to be and what do I have to do in order to fulfill on the vision that I have for my life when it comes to relationships, just like in business, you know, I feel like marriage is relatable in so many ways, you know, it's just, we're doing it in a partnership. So there are certain mindset shifts that you need to have inside of a business in order to be successful. And then there are certain actions that you need to do and take um, in order to have your business be successful. I think in a lot of ways, it's no different, you know, in a marriage, there are, there's a certain mindset that you need to have. And then there's certain actions that you need to take and, and ways of being that you need to really master in order to have a successful relationship and, you know, to move forward with, with the vision that you have. So that's kind of like an overview of what people get out of our programs, but you know, there's so much more. I want to say one thing about the program. I think that the biggest differentiator for, for the program is that it really takes on a, a feminine and a masculine perspective. And the way that we execute on it is we do this like parallel program. And then at times the couples come together and we coach them at the same time. But otherwise it's individual, like it's separate coaching. And, um, you know, I, I think that there are so many great programs out there. There's a ton of them, right, for marriages. 
you have like the Gottmans, you have the Marriage Max, you have like a bunch of great programs. And the content, I think ultimately is going to be pretty similar in that you end up ultimately being responsible for your marriage, right? And then you go to work on tactics and that kind of thing. The thing that separates us, I think, from all those other programs is that it's a couple that's taking you through and we get into whatever it is that you're dealing with. Like there isn't a, you know, it's a, it's a one size fits all kind of thing. I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, when you get into the program, you really deal with your shit and we're right there helping you get through it, whatever that is. Because the truth is at the, even at the end of our lives, we're still going to be dealing with all the same stuff that we've been dealing with our whole lives because the trauma that started it all is never going away. Right. How we complete it and how we deal with it. That's just a lifelong journey. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you go into the program and all of a sudden everything is fixed. What happens is we coach you and we guide you through whatever it is that you're dealing with so that when you get out of the program, I never want to see you again. Mm -hmm. I want you to go through your life being having it all like, you know, handled in terms of, you know, what to do now and how to do it. Right. Like, I I want you to learn how to fish. I, I don't want you to keep coming back to. That's you know, to do that. over and we take the principles error. we've learned. You can, yeah. You can yeah. I was going to say we take, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say just that what we have, you know, really learned through our own path, we bring all of that and we really put it into our coaching because we embody it because we've gone through it. So, you know, I think that's another thing that's really special is um, everything that we've learned, you know, and been trained in, we've also put into our marriage and we've tested all of it from so many different perspectives. So we definitely bring a very holistic way to our coaching from the emotional, mental, and spiritual aspect of it, you know, and, sure. and that's, I think, something that's really unique and special. Yeah, it is. It sounds awesome. Like I'm going to recommend it to so many different couples that I know for sure. And I might even try it out myself because it really does sound great because I love how the whole process goes where you start out, you figure out, you get away from the ego stuff, what society, the pressures that all that stuff is put on them. You find out what they really actually want. You work on that and you hold them accountable throughout the process and they actually implement the things to make that change. And I love that because implementation is so important of actually making it stick. And the For fact sure. that you guys do it this way, I, I love how that program's really set up. So yeah, thanks, thanks for saying that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I look forward to, you know, doing things again with you guys in the future. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Thank thanks so much so for much, having Olivia. us. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so great. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.